Listener Production. Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, it's a very good Monday morning to you listening and also to the very sneaky rat dog sitting opposite me. Mate, is it a good morning? That that indicates that you could be a homeowner. I genuinely do not what know, but you went to your very first auction over the weekend with an itchy trigger finger, and I have no idea how it's turned out because, Matt, you wouldn't let me in on the secret over the weekend. I sent you a text oh, on I know. Saturday saying, You were how trying to get go? the scoop. That's why I'm calling you sneaky. You're out there. It's Saturday afternoon. You're like, how'd you go? And I'm like, no, you'll find out on Monday's podcast. And you're like, boo. I got the text right here. Nah, tell me, you rascal. Don't have to give me the details. Get out of here, you sly rat dog. Okay, what you call sneaky, I call being a good friend. But let's indeed agree to disagree on this one. We do have audio live of Matt's auction over the weekend. I'll be hearing it at the same time of you as you. And I'm going to be crossing my fingers uh, that you have a domain.com.au article written about you, Matt O'Kind, just like uh, the one that popped up on, on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, the article, How I Really Did It. The young Melbourneian who bought a townhouse on a single income. And then <laughs> the person it. on Twitter says, every time, every single time you read through the article and it goes, Nicole started seriously looking for a property to buy in mid-2019. Rather than applying for a home loan herself, it was decided her parents would buy the property on her behalf. <laughs> <laughs> so be honest, did Mac Okai, the daddy hey, Mac, front this? He has not had a call this whole time, all right? So So he doesn't know either. He's listening to this at the same time yes, too. Yes. Yes. Oh. All right. I don't I don't I don't do handouts and I'm not I'm not asking okay. for favors. Does Belinda know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what. I mean, that was I got there and I was they were like, "So, who's it going to whose name is it going to be under, right? You have to do fill all this stuff out before the auction." And I was like, "Oh, well, I don't know whether it's going to be me or me and my partners." And then the, the lady was like, well, it's going to have to be you because your partners are here and uh, you're just going to have to... It's either going to be you or it's going to be no one. And I was like, oh, okay, um, I'm freaking out here. This is stressful stuff. Anyways, right, look, well. you'll hear about what happens. We've also got Clickfish. Uh, thank you to producer Bron. She's been clicking some of uh, the headlines that we haven't wanted to over the weekend. So we cannot wait to jump into Monday morning. Let's do it. Hope you're having a good one. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. So, Maddie, Saturday comes around. I'm stuck on the couch in Melbourne, double screening two sports, NBA playoffs and AFL, <laughs> slobbered it up, got nothing for the week. I look at the time. I'm like, the auction must be finished by now. Send you a text. You refuse <laughs> to tell me what happened. So I am bursting at the <laughs> seams to find out how the auction went on the weekend. Well, I'm excited to tell you, I know, and thank you, listening, for all of the t- messages that we got, not just on the at, at Matt Dunn and Alex uh, Instagram, but also on my personal Instagram, saying good luck, Maddie. Uh, I, I announced a uh, a new Boilermakers EP coming in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Some couple of comments under that were like, "Go get that house, Maddie." Um, so yeah. thank you very much for that. And I can't thank you enough for all of the tips and suggestions uh, that we received from you and from some of our expert, experts, Amy Lunardi, uh, property guru, uh, Dave Hughes last week. I, it all went into my head. It all went into my head in the lead up to the momentous occasion. And I think 
Without further ado, let's find out how I went. Well, here we are, the morning of the auction. The sky is blue, the sun is crisp. I've noticed my appetite, not good, not good. Could barely get through two pieces of uh, plain white toast with butter. Um, and I really put that butter on this morning as well. Absolutely lathered it up and uh, still didn't entice me for the brekkie wins. So off to get a coffee. Fingers crossed I can get that hit that I need. Well, $6 for a soy flat white. I don't think I can afford an auction after this. So, regards of what I'm wearing, what the uniform today, got the brown shoes on, got the jeans, button-up shirt, um, maroon colour, got the navy suit jacket over the top. Ah, oh, no, 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 I forgot sunglasses. Far out. Oh, no. Ah, oh, man, okay. I'm gonna have to go get some. Ah, he's a chemist. What do we got? The red ones, the blonde, no. Nah, I don't think Aviators is, uh, is my style today. Ah, this is a crisis. 30 bucks, no! <laughs> no, this is not what I needed. Don't they have any cheapies? Oh, guys, we've hit a very big hiccup here. I could not bring myself to spend $30 on a new pair of sunglasses when I've got so many sunglasses at home. It's not the money, it's the waste. You know, if this is, the, if this is what makes me lose, well, at least I'll be a winner that can breathe fresh air, that advocates for less waste and dolphins that are alive and can breathe. Okay, now all this fiffing and faffing around, suddenly I'm late. I'm gonna, uh, the, okay, the inspection started 10 minutes ago. All right, auction coming up in 20 minutes. Suddenly I'm picking up pace down the street. I don't have time to drink my coffee. Sun glaring in my eyes, I can't see. It's all starting to get derailed, I'm frazzled. Okay, so I've just arrived. There's about, I'd say, 12 people milling about. Someone in the high vis walking around, possibly a tradie looking to uh, flip the joint. A couple of older seem to be investors um, in puffer vests, discussing what the rental yield might be. Now the doubt's setting in. Is this actually something that I want? These things, a lot of money. Is it right? Does it feel right? One thing is for certain, I'm definitely overdressed. <laughs> well, the real estate agent doesn't like me. Um, every single question I ask seems to be the stupidest question in the world. So, the pressure is coming from all angles here. Morning all, welcome to another fantastic auction. The number one, Western Sun, named by the Oh my God, no big guys doing so fast. The right food in place this is all the terms of conditions. But mate, it's probably any time during the south. Very transparent. I literally can't understand it. Anyone with the stars. Certainly think that's worth it all day. I can't say that either. I need a $20,000 rise to start with, make it nice and quick. Here we go. I'm in the first bid. Gentlemen to the box seat now. 
He's in pole position on the right-hand side. Have the conversation, make the bridge quicker. Third level unit, pool, rates are option to renovate. I'll go f seven. Seven, eights now, make it quick. Think where you're located, think of the outlook. First call, gentlemen's bid. Do not mess it for a bit of furnishings, lick of paint. Second call, with this wonderful outlook pressed up here, do not let it pass you by. The opportunities are getting harder and harder. For third and final time, well, well, well. Mate, mate <laughs> does that mean you won? Matt, tell me, you left us haggard on the edge. It's a very big congratulations to Mr. Puffer Vest, uh, investor, oh, I believe, oh, taking it home. No. Pipping me by oh. a few, by, by a little bit of a bit. I came in third um, in terms of heights. Oh. It actually got passed in, which I was surprised about because they kept talking wow. about how no, nothing gets passed in these days, which goes to show the people, you know, the, the people who are setting the reserve, which were not traditional vendors, might I add, mm. obviously contributing to a bubble. So shame on you. Um, that could just so be wait, my, And so the pe- so it went past cringe. your your top limit. Yeah. So I had my I set my limit. All right. Yep. So the very first bid, way low ball. Okay, that was just they were just there to grab an Wait. absolute bargain. Did, and you were the first bid, weren't you? No, no, no. Someone behind me bid just oh, way, well, way, way low. The auctioneer didn't even recognise it. Just said no, uh, uh. All right. Then I mustered up the courage to bid myself. Put the paddle up at exactly the same time. Someone else across the room gets a paddle up. Then they, then they got their bid recognised, and I didn't get mine. That sent me. I got jittery after that, man. And then oh. I was like, oh, okay. And then we bidding, and then he started going fast. You know, he's going up in these big increments, and I was like, oh, this is this is getting quicker than I thought. And you know, everyone's saying, just put your put you know put your maximum in. You know where your maximum is. Just go hard. Just go hard. And so suddenly I get in, I get a recognised bid, and then it gets beat, gets beaten straight away. And then I put another one in, and it gets beaten straight away. And then we're up close to where my maximum limit was. But he'd said it's not on the market yet. We haven't hit the reserve, so so you better yeah. keep going. And so then another young couple go in, right? So they start coming in. So there's three of us all going. Then at one stage, it gets down to second and final time looking at me, right? My heart's beating, but he's like, I've got to let you know, it's not going, it's not, we're passing it in at this, at this price. So even if you win, you just get first choice. And he's like, first, second to this gentleman here. And he's pointing at me. And then old mate Puffer Vest sticks his paddle up. Oh, we're back on. Then the young couple... <laughs> Couple go again, then Puffer Vets goes again, then I go again, then young couple go again, then Puffer Vets goes again. And by that stage, we're all exhausted. It's one, two, three, passed into Puffer Vest. They pull them, pull them aside and say, look, can you meet the reserve? Uh, I think they jumped them by about, uh, uh, about uh, couldn't have been much, maybe only a grand or two, made it unconditional, sold it there and then. We hung around for about half an hour, like waiting to see whether the, the highest bidder would, would take uh. it. Um, and then, yeah, they, they ended up taking it. So it was a little bit of a loss. Well, congratulations on bidding. But what's with this price guiding if they're getting you in and it's passing your maximum at these areas Dude, and it's not reaching reserve? To, to, yeah, so to, uh, one story about this, someone that I, I was talking to on the weekend, they went, to their, they went to their reserve, they went to an auction, right, the place they were trying to buy. The reserve was $100,000 over the price guide. That needs to be illegal. That like, how can it you say, be, yeah, yeah, it'll be sold between this, yet they know full well that they will not sell it. We're not selling for this. <laughs> yeah, but we want everyone to think, like, that move. has to be illegal. But anyways, this yeah. is a completely different thing. Um, yeah, I, I did feel bad because the investor did look like, um, you know, pre-boom, pre-boom. I wouldn't say full-blown boomer, but, you know, mm. if, if I'm a geriatric millennial, I'd say they're on, the, they're on boom cusp. 
Um, and right. and so I would suggest that was the couple who were looking at a rental, you know, talking about rental price and stuff. I'd say that they were most likely going to um, going to invest. But the, the the young couple who I was bidding up against was me, investor puffer vest, and then the young couple. I talked to them on the way out, and I said. Were you guys, you know, if you guys had won, were you guys going to be living here? And the girl said, yeah, we were, but that's oh. okay. And I thought, oh, you know what? It's so lucky that I didn't win because I'm an investor too. Ha, <laughs> 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 I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Why were we cheering oh, for yes. you all week? <laughs> Why did we... <laughs> Why do we do this? No. Negative gearing, (laughs) franking credits, millennial boomer, absolute pelican. Get out of here with you. Take your paddle, spank your bottom, and get out of here, mate. Thanks for all your support. I really appreciate it to the podcast audience. I'm sorry I'm part of the problem, but not this time. So there we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, real estate is one way to get your foot in the door, uh, as you've been trying to do there. Um, crypto, another very popular way to try and make the big bucks oh, these bro, days. don't start me. <laughs> Just hemorrhaging uh, money. That's Matt's, Matt's um, investment half hour. Is that what we should call today's oh podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I look at... Just so much... I'm so much red. <laughs> Anytime I open the app, it's just it's just down arrows and red print, my man. More red than Hey Hey It's Saturday uh, and the <laughs> gong there. But I haven't got into either of those. I've found a new way to make those big bucks. And I'm going to let the, the good listeners of All Day Breakfast in on it. And that is I'm going to be booking a plane ticket to southeastern Oklahoma. Because they've just announced a $3 million Bigfoot bounty. Oh, so what? If you if you catch Bigfoot or you see Bigfoot? Well, seeing Bigfoot is one thing. I don't think you get the $3 million for seeing Bigfoot. But should you get Bigfoot and capture him or her unharmed, you got yourself $3 million. And I think with... The amount of red going on in that crypto market with the property prices <laughs> getting out of control, this could be a way for young Australians to finally uh, crack this uh, this big world of capitalism in which we live. Do you know, I once found uh, an echidna in my front yard in Brisbane. Um, <laughs> yep. I remember I was going across to my next-door neighbour's place and I was like, is that an echidna? And I shined my torch. I went inside, grabbed a torch, shine on it. Fair enough, there was just an echidna in my front yard. Now, I th- these things, that'd be one of the fewest echidnas I've ever seen in the wild in my life. And my, my next door neighbour was a snake catcher. So he came round, put it in a box, and then we released it up on Mount Cutha. But oh, i got to nice. tell you. No, no reward for that, though. No, didn't even get $3. Not even a bag <laughs> of snakes at the local convenience store. Well, All right. that, because that's because, buddy, you know, Brisbane's cheap compared to Oklahoma. Well, you should, but I think 
echidna returns should be at least ten cents, much like cans in South Australia. That well, you get. they're on. But, um, they're on the. They're on the coin, aren't they? You should get one. You, you should, should get. get <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're the five cents, aren't they? Are they? Oh, yeah, five well, cents for an echidna. <laughs> so, uh, safe return. So, what happens when you catch Bigfoot? Well, you, they don't want you to hunt Bigfoots. Uh, an official from Oklahoma says, we don't hunt, hunt Bigfoot. Nobody wants to harm Bigfoot. We're going to do a live, humane capture of Bigfoot. Uh, and it's extending beyond just our region throughout the state. We're wanting the whole world to come to southeastern Oklahoma, to the state of Oklahoma, and get involved in our bounty. Oklahoma bounty. Bigfoot bounty. We're excited for the whole world to come and participate. So, look, if you get there, I mean, you'd buy your cages locally, I would, I would think. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure what sort of trap I'm going to go with yet, Matt, because it could, you could dig a hole and put like a sheet over it and cover it with leaves. You could have the sort of rope attached to a tree where it gets your foot and hangs you upside uh, down. Dude, I think, I mean, I've seen I've seen you with no, you know, shirt on and I've seen you wearing shorts. You've got a fair bit of hair going on there. You could go the <laughs> thirst trap. That's how I, <laughs> if I were you, I would be catching Bigfoot with the thirst trap. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, just get him in and then then um, Bigfoot in my Instagram DMs, you up? <laughs> it's like, come on round, why not? Um, another way to capture Bigfoot is to just say, hey, babe, haven't seen you since high school. Do you want a great opportunity to get involved in my multi-level marketing campaign? That's a good way. Just don't say it in the first message, just sort of like four messages and then, you know, throw the um, the new makeup company on them that could be pretty good you could also just just start from by emailing like bigfoot at hotmail bigfoot one at hotmail bigfoot two at hotmail and just go along and offer free <laughs> web design uh that could work as well <laughs> um that or, you've got an app on every post that uh bigfoot puts up you've just got that <laughs> You've got that automatic comment that says, love this post. Would you like to collaborate? Hit us up. <laughs> so let us know, how would you uh, How would you lure Bigfoot? How are we going to trap Bigfoot? Honestly, I tell you what, I mean, if it was me and it happened again on the weekend, just a little taste test stall out the front of the butchers, I'd, I'd be coming out of hiding, no worries at all. I'd be like, what's this? A bit of, oh, some bit of sausage, a bit of schnitzel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying some of this every Sunday. So, yeah, I would be doing that. Well, Matt, if you can get that way, I will split the winnings with you. 1.5 mil each. That'll get us a, uh, a one-bedroom studio in Darlinghurst. Perfect. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Oh, yes. Producer Bron in the studio. Uh, another person who's had some housing news this weekend. You've made a bit of a move recently, Bron. Yes, I moved in about a week ago to a new place. And with Melbourne lockdown, it's just worse timing because we haven't connected our internet yet. So it feels like I've been transported back a decade just waiting for good shows to come on free-to-air TV, (laughs) checking the TV guide. I was like, I didn't even know we had this. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I'll give you a tip, Bron. Channel 94, Nine Life, 
House Hunters International all day, every day. Just put it on, set and forget. No need to change, particularly if you're in the Moving Houses game. <laughs> Even SBS Food has come through quite a bit. I wasn't expecting oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's a, bit, that's a lifesaver. Hey, I quite like <laughs> SBS Food. Um, but, Brian, look, you surely would have had a lot of time then stuck indoors. Uh, I'm, I'm positive you've explored the new house uh, inside and out since lockdown started. So you must have been clicking some headlines that uh, Alex Dice and I are too cool to click. What have you been seeing? Yes, with my phone data, I have been clicking. <laughs> um, so I've got kind of like a sandwich-themed clickfish today. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you got a slice of whole meal and a slice of Wonder White with you right now. So let's go. Uh, <laughs> what you, what's, what's the Bron feeling? So headline, Disneyland is offering a $100 sandwich, but why is it so expensive? Mm, I'm going to guess because it's Disneyland. <laughs> I, bet, like, I bet it's probably just a ham and cheese toasty. Maybe they're making it like Disney Plus where you pay for the service, but if you want to watch Hamilton, you got to pay an extra 30 bucks, <laughs> except instead of Hamilton, it's just ham. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Is it just a regular sandwich? Is that like... Yeah, it's a sandwich. It's called the Quantum Size Pimini sandwich, which has salami, m- rosemary ham, sun-dried tomatoes and toasted focaccia. Oh, Okay, look, to be fair, it sounds pretty average. Why is it quantum? Does quantum mean big? Quantum's numbers, right? Yeah, it's apparently it's just very large. So you can eat it like between six to eight people rather than one. The normal size one is just 15 bucks. So so it's like a pizza-sized toasty where everyone can get a slice. This doesn't sound COVID safe in the US. (laughs) (laughs) It also just sounds like one of those things like just another thing you have to line up for, like just for your own bite of the sandwich that your family's bought. Like, just give us our own sandwiches, mate. Well, you know things are big there, no? If you order a cup of tea, there's six people who sit in the cup. (laughs) (laughs) That's quantum sized. All right, so what else is going on in the news, Ron? So this is from The Sun UK, headline, In a jam, Gordon Ramsay sparks outrage with jam recipe that contains bacon. Oh. Oh, look, that's not that. I mean, little chopped up bits of bacon, that's uh, that's just the salt sort of flavour to offset some of the sweetness, right? But l- no, listen to all these ingredients. Bacon, shallots, brown sugar, maple syrup, coffee. Bacon jam. Shallots, bacon and coffee. Oh, the coffee's Ooh. a bit of a curveball. Yeah, every now and again, is. if the, you see on a menu, if it's like a waffles sometimes or a pan, or a pancake, you can get like candied bacon or mm-hmm. maple bacon and that kind of thing. So it's not out of there, but usually I have my coffee on the side. If that's yeah, well, the, that's the thing. The this, just sounds like, this just sounds like someone who's really hungover, couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Just having a proper breakfast, but wants everything about breakfast. It's, the jam usually is just what happens when it's all in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like someone's like, "How do? You, what do you want for breakfast? Oh, bacon, toast, marmalade, coffee." <laughs> someone's just chopping it all up in one thing. Here you go. But I cannot be bothered eating it all differently. <laughs> just pour it in, will you? Um, and who's slamming him? What critics are slamming Gordon for this? So people are just saying, like, why would anyone do this? This is horrible. <laughs> it's like diabetes and cholesterol waiting to happen for some people. 
Um, well, no, it's not. We all eat these things <laughs> for breakfast all the time anyway. We're just doing probably eating less of it. And all these people, I bet they're just heroes with Twitter accounts. Send them, get out, just stop. Stop <laughs> tweeting. Log off. Log off, worm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Neck <laughs> up, you parrot. <laughs> Stop having to go at poor old Gordon Ramsay, all right? Put <laughs> your energy into good things like climate change or making public toilet bathrooms doors go all the way to the floor. All right, now let's go to the next one, shall we, yeah, Frog? Yeah. Headline, what's a toast sandwich and why do Gordon Ramsay, Heston Blumenthal <laughs> oh my God. and culinary greats think it should be on the menu? Hey, look, I'm not like- going to lie. Your algorithm is so whack at the moment. <laughs> Uh, this this segment has really done a number on me. Seriously. That, oh, I think, okay. I honestly think you logged on at lunchtime and they've just like really hit you. They're like, this person hasn't left the house in days. They obviously <laughs> like, I bet you got some sweet food delivery ads are all around these as well. Okay, a toast sandwich. So that is that a piece of toast in between two slices of bread? Yes. A toast sandwich. <laughs> so who's behind this? Who did you say? So it's been around for ages. It's a UK um, recipe. There's a recipe oh from God. 1861 which says you can add, so it's just like buttered toast in between two slices of plain bread, but you can add salt and pepper to taste. It sounds... Well, that's, that doesn't sound too bad, Bron. You know, I was thinking of having a pastry pie the other day. It, I mean, it's... Um... <laughs> Seems like a really great thing. Look, what I will say is what you're going to get here is texture, okay? So I respect (laughs) that. You're going to get texture. Well, of course you would because all you're going to get from that is crumbs, Matt. So, of course, you would. (laughs) Of course, you'd like it. I'm not not entirely against it. Um, I do find it a bit strange. It, It does sound to me it is a bread sandwich, which which I do find strange. But remember, this just reminded me of... The um the what's it called the pie boat I think it is in um Yapoon, right where uh, a pie bun that's what it is. There's like a oh special alley with a bakery in Yapoon that sells the pie bun, and that's a pie inside a bread roll, right? So like, I guess the question here is if we're gonna get something out of this, what's the weirdest sandwich? What's your sandwich? What are you putting between bread? I mean, oh, chip man. sandwiches, they're done. I love them. But, uh, you know, yes. give me something else. Straz and sauce, what are you on? What's your poison in the sandwich <laughs> game? What's your filling? Is the middle toast and the outside bread or is it all bread or all toast? No, so it's the two outside pieces are just bread and the okay. inside piece is buttered toast. So oh can I ask, God. is the inside piece of toast a different variety of bread to the outside pieces? Like, are we talking panini outside, you know, thin, white, square cut yeah. within? From what I've pumpkin seen... pumpkin seed outside yeah. and some garlic bread in the middle. What are we, what are we on? That actually sounds all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> from what I've seen, they're all the same variety of bread. Just, Just the piece in the middle square, is bakery, toast. Yeah. bakery loaf. Yeah. That sounds like... 
It, it reeks of desperation. <laughs> there is That is last resort cuisine, which isn't a bad name for a reality show, by the way. Yeah, no one steal actually, that. Yeah, there'll be some clickfish about that show and some contestants soon, I reckon. Can I just say, one? this headline had Gordon Ramsay in the title. He was nowhere throughout the article. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Why? What? So they're like, why do Gordon Ramsay, Heston Blumenthal and other culinary greats think it should be on the menu? Gordon Ramsay is nowhere to be seen in the Not article. Not mentioned once. No, but Heston is mentioned and he had it on his uh, restaurant, the Fat Duck menu, but he added all this other stuff. So I feel like it's not... You know, yeah. a real toast sandwich. It's just another sandwich with other stuff well, in it. Well, I mean, you know, Much- you know, a Big Mac has another, like, a grilled piece of bread in the middle too. But also, lo and behold, it's got special sauce. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of other stuff that make it different. Yeah, well, be that as it may, Matt, I feel much like the filling of a toast sandwich. That article is cooked. So um, <laughs> let's leave it there. Bron, thank you very much for uh, joining us. All the best with your free-to-air television. There's, uh, I, I think Outback Truckers is on 7, mate, tonight, so you'll be set. Um, <laughs> if we'll it's, not, if it's not Outback Truckers, it'll be swamp people <laughs> or it'll be, like, extreme freezer repairers or, um, <laughs> like... Dankest hose makers or something like that. There's, there's some industry. People, people mining for myrrh. The great myrrh miners of Montana. <laughs> All day breakfast. So, Matt, sleep on any floors this weekend? <laughs> you know what? You laugh. Uh, no, I didn't. But I was, I was willing to because Sophia had been a little bit... Sniffly, um, so instead I just had her in our bed, just just kicking me a lot. <laughs> you don't understand how much kids roll around; they just elbow you and kick you, and like they're just so annoying. I remember my friend Dion at a sleepover one time was one of those ones we played Xbox all night and just had all the mattresses out on the floor doing that. And he said to the dude sleeping next to him, I must warn you, I do the nut bush in my sleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then he starts doing the knees into him. I know. Well, let's see it. Like, anyway, so yeah, look, I haven't had the most comfortable nights of sleep the last couple of days, but uh, I'm not alone. A few people were texting in after I mentioned uh, last week that, you know, my partner, my daughter and I all sleep sleeping in a weird jigsaw um, on floors, couches and cots uh, the other night because Sophia not feeling very well. But uh, we're not alone. Jessica texted in on uh, at matt.n.alex Instagram said, one time I fell asleep against a statue in a crevice at Central Station in Sydney. Another time I caught the train from Sydney to Newcastle at 5am after a night out. Passed out and woke up to an entire carriage full of primary school kids. This might have been the most unpleasant experience in my entire life. Yep, that would have been bad. Um, uh, Oliver also got in touch saying, I once shared a one metre squared rug on a concrete floor at my friend's girlfriend's apartment after a night out because she didn't want us to sleep on her couch, which we found out the next morning had a pull-out bed in it. I mean, that's... <laughs> That's rough. That's so That's... rude. <laughs> what? I can understand. I can even understand the bed, it? but you're not even worthy for the couch, you grubs. Sleep on the rug like the dog that you are. Oh my <laughs> gosh. 
Oh, my God. And if you need to use a bathroom, there's a bucket of kitty litter in the laundry. <laughs> oh, I've got a bathroom. You're just not allowed to use it. <laughs> um, but Dave also slept weird after a big night out. Dave, you're, uh, how'd you sleep? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, much like a couple of my fellow Sydney siders got on the train at, at Central um, in Sydney after a big night out in town catching up with some friends. And I only needed to go about 15 minutes to Strathfield, but um, proceeded to fall asleep and uh, wake up an hour and a half later on the Central Coast. Um, nice. which is obviously pretty far pretty <laughs> far from Sydney. Um, and, yes, so I got off the train there at the random station that I woke up at and um, being the last train at, late at night, I had to wait till about 4.30 the next morning in the oh. cold winter's night to get the next train oh, back to Sydney. Oh, waiting, no. waiting on the Gosford station platform <laughs> yeah. all night. To Just shivering for a couple of hours. Oh, no. But obviously, uh, Did you get any shut-eye on the, on the platform? <laughs> Well, despite the uh, the nap on the way there, I actually got on the train and uh, proceeded to fall back asleep and wake up back at Central where I started from about no. six hours ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. Well, did you finally make it home? I did, yeah. So the next train back to Strathfield, I made sure I stood up so that I couldn't fall back to sleep and ended up getting <laughs> home at about 7 a.m. after leaving it at midnight. So, yeah, oh, a bit of a shock. That is the equivalent of getting the the golf ball on the green than having to three putt it on the way. <laughs> on the way you keep <laughs> over. You putt it, put it past the hole into the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! There was no feather touch. It was power driving. <laughs> oh well, thank you very much for sharing, Dave. And hopefully you made it home uh, last night, and you make so it yeah, home again so tonight. Yeah, Jeez, and I do feel, I think that Central Coast line, it just needs to set up a few futons at that station for the people <laughs> who are going to be overshooting it on nights out, definitely. Well, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Dave for joining us on the phone, sleeping uh, on all sorts of stations all over the place. Uh, thank you to Brian, producer Bron, for... Uh, Another excellent clickfish. And commiserations, Matt O'Kine. It was a close one, but look, better luck next time, hey? Yeah, I know. A bit shame, but hey, the winner was the best, highest bidder on the day. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.